Hey y'all, you're listening to Naptime Investigations, a true crime podcast. What we're about to discuss is likely disturbing and contains mature content with the use of adult language and the occasional mom joke. Listener discretion is advised. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Naptime Investigations or Twitter at Naptime underscore podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Taylor. We're just a couple of internet mom friends who like to talk about true crime and conspiracies when we can get our children to sleep. Thanks for being our kind of person and joining us to talk about what normal people think is inappropriate for small talk. Hey. Hello. We are back. It's us. It's shush. Um, so before we get into this case, I want to put a big huge fat trigger warning out there this case involves the rape torture and murder of a minor so and it is very very graphic so i know we've told you guys a million times like viewer discretion viewer discretion listener discretion is advised but like big bold letters listener discretion is advised like this case is nuts literally nuts so mentally prepare yourself kids literally and kids probably should not listen to this i always listen to true crime podcasts in the car with my child well i think that's a little bit different than they don't know what's going on you're right except maddie whenever i listen to crime junkies she dances to their theme song. Chase does too. It's so cute. It's so adorable. I love it. She cool. She yeah. sits in. She like like dances mm. to it whenever I play it. I love it. But yeah, Ashley, if you ever listen to us, we love you. Holla at us because our kids, <laughs> our kids dance to your theme song. They're obsessed with you. <laughs> Same. So, all right. So today's case is going to be about um, Junko Furuda, Jun- and I'm sorry, Junko Furuda. It's a case about a girl in Japan. So there's a lot of um, Japanese names in this. So if I butcher them, I am so sorry. I took Japanese in high school, but I remember nothing. So also, if you know that we're saying it wrong, please let us know. Yeah, correct us because I don't want to continue (laughs) mispronouncing things. So, all right. So this case is about Junko Furuda. She was a beautiful and vibrant 16-year-old girl. She was said to have been really smart, and overall, she was a really good kid. Um, She was really into her schoolwork, and she was, she had dreams for, you know, growing up and doing things in her life, like I think most of us did as kids. But she didn't have any desire to get involved with, like, partying, drugs, or alcohol, which, like, the kids her age saw her as like uncool because it was just like the thing to do at that time um junko lived with her family so her mother father and siblings she also worked part-time as she was saving money for a trip after graduation damn yeah so she was doing the damn thing she was a great kid from from all accounts i spent all the money i same I had a, I had a, a quote unquote part time job 
in high school, but they had me working full-time hours and I still had no money. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. I was working very close to full-time hours and I literally, my account was always overdrawn. Straight. (laughs) It's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just swipe it. Hope it it goes through. If it goes through, like, hmm. Right. So at Juco school, there was like this thug type group, um, which was more like a wannabe yakuza type kids uh are you familiar with what yakuza is so the yakuza is like the job shook my head no kids oh okay she said no yeah i don't so the yakuza is the essentially the japanese mob very very violent though very violent um and one of these kids which was Hiroshi Miyano and he was very interested in Junko. However, Junko was not interested in dating and had declined Miyano's advances. This infuriated Miyano. Having this again this mob type mentality, nobody said no to him. So, he was not happy. Men don't know how to be turned down. Right. Respect like uh, you holla at someone and then you say no and then they're like, oh, you ugly anyway. Excuse me? You didn't think that five seconds ago. Like, granted, this is obviously a more extreme case of that. Extreme is like putting it lightly. Like, okay, this so, is yes. bad. So, but like that happens all the time. Right. For sure. Hashtag so, raise your boys to be graceful and not feel entitled to anything or anyone. Exactly. All right. So anyways, off our high horse. On November 25th, 1988, Junko was riding her bike home after her part-time job. So I think it was said to be around like 8.30 that night. Meanwhile, Miano and his three friends were lurking around the area. Um, and it is, in, it is said with the intention of robbing and raping women. These ki- they were bad. They were teenagers? They were all teenagers. They were all underage at this time. They were all... <sighs> like between 16 15 and 17 years old and a lot of this and i just want to put this out there a lot of this information comes from the court transcripts which are all in japanese obviously and i had to have them converted so some things may not have translated correctly uh but from all accounts all of the research that i did and all of the articles that i read about it pretty much said the same thing that's disgusting. I know. Oh, it's disgusting. But... So when Junko is spotted by these boys, Miano instructs one of them to kick Junko off of her bike. He does so and then runs away. So Miano runs up to her and is like, hey, oh my gosh, he's nuts. Like, are you okay? You might still be in danger. Like, I'm going to walk you home safely. And Junko accepts and they begin walking. Miano actually leads Junko to a nearby warehouse where he then rapes her and tells her that he has Yakuza connections and he will kill her. He then takes her to a hotel not far from there and rapes her again. Once at the hotel, he calls in his other three friends or he calls them up and is gloating about to them about the rape. 
one of the boys brings up the idea and is like, hey, uh, let's keep her captive since you already have her so like other people can rape her also. Children. These are children. Children. Awesome. Children. Who raised these children? I would like to speak to their parents. See, I'm just shook. I'm shook God. that this even happened to this poor girl. Disgusting. So, disgusting, yeah. Around 3 a.m., they leave and head to a park in the area with Junko, where they rip apart her backpack and have find this, like, school book that all kids apparently in the school, I don't know if it's, like, a Japanese thing or if it's just the school thing, they're required to carry this book with their information on it when they're in uniform. Um, so they find her address through that, and... Apparently they tell her, we know where you live. We know where your family is. If you try to escape, we will kill you and have your family killed. So obviously she, she complies. Um, from there, the boys then take Junko to one of the boys' houses. And his name is, sorry, let me get his name for you. No, Nobuharu Minato. I, I am 100% positive that is exactly how you say it. 100%. So they take her to Minato's house, which is apparently their regular hangout spot where they then gang raped her. On November 27th, so two days after she went missing, Junko's parents had contacted the police about her disappearance. From there, I'm sorry. So they contacted the police about the disappearance. So then they start, you know, like asking around and stuff like that. The boys then catch wind that they're looking for Junko. And so they have Junko call her family and tell them that she is running away and staying with a friend. So she, they have her ask her family to stop the police investigation um, and keep it at bay. And apparently they have her call her family like three times, three different times. I... Uh... I, I can't even say what I would do in that situation. I would like to think that. Well, like, I mean, and it said it said a couple of times throughout the different the different um, articles that I read about it that they believe that she she didn't know what her fate was. I mean, she had just gotten there; nothing had happened. I mean, it had, but she had just gotten there. She didn't know what her fate was. She didn't know. Yeah you know uh, one there was no right or wrong in this situation no like, my god no i don't know what i would have do would have done either because part of me says oh my god i'm gonna tell them where i am but then what if they just kill her right there yeah you know so i i don't think she knew what to do either other than to comply and hope that they eventually they just let her go yeah no. so poor girl i know so apparently the parents of Minato, so the home of which that they were staying at, had seen Junko a few times, um, but had threatened to kill her if she didn't pretend that she was one of their girlfriends. It's also said that the they were able to hang out here and do whatever because the parents had worked a lot, so they were away from home, so they weren't home as frequently. Eventually, they decided to drop the fact that she was one of their girlfriends as they knew Minato's parents wouldn't speak as they later confirmed that they knew what was happening but also knew that Miano the other boy had Yakuza connections and they were scared for their life 
And I'm like, again, there's, I don't know. But also at the same time, I'm like, you have somebody being held captive here. There's also articles and stuff shown that Minato was very violent towards his parents. So I'm not making excuses for them because I feel like they still should have reported it. I swear to God, I will beat anyone, anyone's children that comes into my home. I'm saying, <laughs> like, I I would like to think that if, if I knew something was happening like that, that child's life is worth more than mine. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. If for some reason I get killed because I, I saved this 16-year-old girl. Right. Exactly. Sucks to suck, dude, but... Like, I've lived my life, now she gets to live hers. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. So, these boys kept Junko at the Minato home for a total of 44 days. 44 days of rape, torture, and embarrassment. They kept her naked most of the time, um, and was said to have been raped by over a hundred different men. Where are these? Are they like pimping her out? Like where? Yeah, yeah. Because of because of Mayano's yakuza connections, they're like, hey, we've got somebody here. Like, I don't. It didn't say too too much about it, but uh, about like why. But other than I'm so, how does a man, (laughs) a a man, a a boy, anyone Mm -hmm. with a penis rape? someone like that like i just don't understand i don't get it how do you i don't know i don't know so there was also reports too that had said they had used various objects to penetrate her like grilling skewers and scissors i'm not even surprised honestly with how disgusting they are and i i know it's fucking heartbreaking they practically starved her um forcing her to eat bugs like live cockroaches um she had to pee in a cup and drink her own urine at one point they stomped on her stomach causing her to lose bowel control i hope really bad things for all these people i do i can't even say that it comes but i i I hope bad things i is japanese culture the one that believes in reincarnation I don't know. But if it is, I hope they get the worst reincarnation. I know. Whatever it is. At one point, they burnt her genitals with cigarettes. Only a fraction into her 44 days of hell. Jungo was so badly beaten that she was unable to breathe through her nose due to her injuries. And her internal organs were so badly damaged her body started rejecting food and water. So whenever she did try to eat, it would just come right back up, which pissed these boys off even more and ensued another round of rape, torture. These are children. Like what? I know. I'm curious if any of their family is, not that it would make it okay, but if it were like violin or, okay, okay. So they finally let her be for a while one day and Juko actually tried to call the police and I'm sorry I said that she tried to call her fan or she called her family three different times but it was she actually called the police three different times but was caught in the act by Miano 
and Miano actually called the police back and said it was it was an accident or when they had rang back I'm sorry when the people called back they were like oh no sorry it was a it was an accident so it was before she was able to speak or and do anything so because she was caught they then set her feet on fire how do you wait they just burned her feet they burned her feet and then they used a large bottle and forced it up her rectum causing major bleeding only 20 days in she was unable to do anything with her hands as her bones had been crushed with weights it is also said that junko was forced to sleep on a balcony in the middle of winter junko's injuries were so severe that she started having almost like a rotting smell to her so at this point the gang no longer had a sexual interest in her and instead went out kidnapped and gang raped another girl on december 27th what they do with junko so january 4th 1989 junko got to the point of begging for them to just kill her get it over with uh, and the boys were like, mm, no, no, thank you. Instead, let's play Mahjong Solitaire. So they tell her, apparently, that they want to play a game with her. Um, and they did. And she won, which pissed them off for some reason. And so they began to beat her again. And they beat her with an iron barbell and set fire to her legs, arm, face, and stomach. The following day, being already malnourished and dehydrated, Junko's body went into shock, and she succumbed to her injuries. Apparently, the, the boys had gone out and were with some of their connections in the Yakuza who owned, like, a florist shop or something, and they were there when they got the call from... Minato's brother who stayed at the house who apparently knew all of this was going on and did nothing to stop it wasn't in, apparently wasn't involved but just didn't do anything to stop it so a human being. right so they got a call from Minato and as like hey she's she's dead like I'm pretty sure she's dead and so then they decide to go back home and or back to the home and stuffed her body in a 55 gallon drum which they took from the florist off or florist store or whatever um so they put her body in the 55 gallon drum put concrete in it and disposed of her at a construction site on january 23rd two of the boys were arrested in connection with the rape of that woman that that they'd gang raped on the 27th they just let her go like they just raped her and let her go? Apparently, yeah. Not that that I mean that's not that that's okay, but that's great that they let her go. Not right. that they gang raped her and stuff, but I'm shocked yeah. that they just let she's, her go. She's go. alive. Yeah. When they were questioning Miano, one of the officers had stated to him that you shouldn't kill people you know. And it wasn't from, from I'm sorry. I'm sorry? So, so, okay, I know that sounds really bad, but he had said it more of just in, like, a, a statement or it was some something else had come up where there was, like, another murder in the area. It was very murky about how this, how this statement came up or how this question came up, um, but it apparently it had tricked him 
into coming forward about Junko because he thought that's what he meant. He didn't realize that he was being arrested in connection with the rape. He thought it was about Junko. I mean, the rape of the woman, not about Junko. Sure. So Miano thought that one of the other boys that had been brought in had already confessed to Junko's murder. And so he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for killing. So apparently these officers were shook. They were like, wait, what? And so they just like go on with it and get this full confession. Based on Miana's confession, they were able to find Junko's body. It was said that her body was so badly beaten, she was unrecognizable and had to be identified by fingerprints. They also said, and I read in a couple of places, but again, some places I didn't read this, so I'm not too sure, but it's not unrealistic to think. But I read that she was also pregnant. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked, I mean, unfortunately. that sucks. But like, I mean, they had her for how long? Even 44 days. But even even if she had survived, it, it was said that she wouldn't have been able to deliver a baby because her uterus was um, ripped. So it was... Ugh. I'm shocked that she could even get pregnant and, like, maintain, like, hold the... Pre- like, the... Right. Like, hold the fetus, you know? Like her body. Grow. Yeah, right. like, grow it. Mm-hmm. All four were tried for Junko's murder. As but- adults, I hope. Um, but due to them being minors at the time, their identities were protected. Although some media outlet did find them and provide their names and what they had changed them to, um, as these, as they believed and most people, and I believe that these garbage people do not have the right to protection anymore. Absolutely. I keep, uh, unmuting <laughs> with the control, the computer controls, like the keyboard controls. Instead of hitting the button, and it just doesn't work all the time. Uh, absolutely not. I hope really bad things for them. Yeah. So they definitely do not have the right to the protection anymore. I read that they were charged as adults, but uh, the sentencing, I believe they did. They were not sentenced as adults. So I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about the judicial system in Japan. So I'm going to tell you who these people are. So the the biggest and the leader of this person is Hiroshi Miyano. He later changed his name to Hiroshi Yoko- Yokoyama. He was sentenced to 20 years and was released in 2009. They're fucking disgusting. I hope bad things for all of them. Then there was Joe Ogura, who later changed his name to Joe Kamisaku. He was sentenced to five to ten years and was released in 1999, but continued to be a shit stain on society and was still involved with Yakuza. His father apparently sold his home in order to send money to Junko's parents, Um, Hmm. but her parents refused to accept it. Because that makes it better, right? Right, exactly. That doesn't bring their daughter back. Totally fine. While some sources also then said that his mother vandalized Junko's grave for, quote, ruining her son's life. The money... So, wait, I want to talk about that for sure. a minute. Um, I actually was just listening to a podcast today about, um, it was about the uh, the documentary The Daughter of India. I forget her name. Ooh. Um, she was raped and murdered. Yep. 
mm-hmm. in India and it was talking about how a lot of other cultures like in India or I'm assuming Japan um they think it's the woman or girl's fault for being raped it's 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 Definitely. their fault and not the not for seducing the, the their sons or yeah whoever, the, right? the man or the boy or whatever the, these people are boys they're not men um it was their fault it was the girl's fault for being as tempting or for just being there in general Mm. and they ruined their life and it was it's their fault so I think that that's a common thing in a lot of countries where women are are seen as less than or or um second class citizens or I mean here obviously it's a little bit different but I mean like our it's not as different though I mean there's still people out there that believe that well in the in the podcast that I was listening to apparently they they said that uh the United States is listed as part of the they were number 10 of the top 10 dangerous countries for women because of how high our domestic uh violence and and sexual assault rate uh, rates are so right I mean I didn't check that fact that is not something I looked up but the podcast did say that so I would hope I would imagine that they looked it up so and let's be clear that we do not believe that that is the woman's fault for being raped so let's just put yeah. that we, out we know it's their fault those women huh? I said the we one. know it's their fault you know these women who do they think they are for real having a job and riding their bike home riding their bike and independent feelings don't they know that they're supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in the home disgusting uneducated no thank you um so then there was shinji minato whose house they, they were at sources have been have referred to him as nobuharu minato but it's unsure if he actually changed his name he was sentenced sentenced to five to nine years it doesn't say when he was released but he did remarry he did marry in 2006 and then there was yasushi watanabe he was sentenced to five to seven years Again, doesn't say when he was released, just that he lives with his mother and has not worked since he was released. Although Minato's family was well aware of Junko and the torture that she endured for that 44 days, they were never charged. And their home where she was kept was later demolished and a new home was built there where a different family now lives. So... That's disgusting. I hope for bad things for all of them and the families. And I, I'm curious if the one that you said got married, I wonder if his wife knows. If he knows, because uh, I'm just, I'm so sickened by these people. Like these four boys get to live their life and go on. They're no longer, you know, in prison or doing anything. And Juko is dead for no reason. It's disgusting. However, let me bring up cue the Brock Turner case. Right. Uh, sounds like they got a. I mean, yeah, the, Brock Turner did not kill the woman. However, he was legit caught in the act and right. didn't even a slap on the wrist. So, <sighs> rape culture, man. 
it is alive and well and thriving in every country. I did read also that some of those, how I mentioned some of those, um, uh, you know how she was raped for over like a hundred men or whatever. Um, they were apparently able to identify them, but I didn't find too many names. I found some articles with it that was translated, but it didn't come, it didn't translate well. So I, I couldn't confirm. Um, and there was also said to have been uh, a young girl that came and saw Junko also, and apparently just scribbled on her face. Like for what? Like this poor girl endured this for what? It's disgusting. It's heartbreaking. This whole case. I mean, it's there's not. I mean, a lot to it, but it's it just goes to show that shit happens in different cultures too. Like it's just sad. It's just really sad. Like this case was rough. Yeah, that is really sad. I never heard of it before. Me either. But that was Junko. Mm-hmm. Poor mama. I know. I hope for really bad things for all those people. All of those. And I, I hope, hope that, that her family are... is yeah. doing good. Yeah. I hope that they have some, as much peace as they possibly can have. Peace you know? is a good word. I was going to say closure, but I don't think you can ever get closure from that. I don't think so. And I, I think that it's definitely going to be a spectrum of peace, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's Junko. Mm-hmm pretty name really pretty yeah i like it thanks everyone thanks y'all to say guys that's why i say y'all i know make sure so everyone it's inclusive you know all right bye guys bye we hope you join us every monday for a weekly episode and as an added bonus we've deemed the first sunday of every month as serial killer sunday so you can look forward to an extra long episode about our favorite serial killers once a month Go follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Naptime Investigations or Twitter at Naptime underscore podcast. If you want us to cover one of your favorite cases, please send over your case suggestions via email at naptimeinvestigations at gmail.com or there is a link in our Instagram bio. As always, we hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks for joining this party. Bye. Bam.